Jake Bug, welcome to Home Time. Hello. Good to have you on, man. Good Thank to have you on. Uh, how's things? Are you doing all right? Yeah, not bad. Thank you. Yeah, uh, yeah. Saying earlier, I had my birthday two days ago, so yeah, spent yesterday recovering, and uh, <laughs> so uh, yeah, it's uh, it's been good, and uh, just looking forward to cracking on with some new music. Well, um, birthday-wise, what, what what does Jake Bug do on his birthday? What was your your birthday well, party? We talking McDonald's? Hired a room upstairs? No, or no, it cinema. Was pretty, it was pretty chilled. <laughs> I had a few friends come down and just went for a few drinks and some food, and uh, but traditionally, what we used to do, we used to play a gig on my birthday, which was always fun and then yeah. uh, and the after show was always pretty good after that so. okay and how are you good with hangovers because uh, i mean you're still a young man okay yeah. i'm not going to put you in the same awful category <laughs> as me but um it takes me two or three days to recover now it really is quite yeah. bad i have to say like i can't keep it up as much as i did when i was younger especially when you're on tour like right. you, you have to have a couple of days off because i can't keep doing it at the beginning it was every night because yeah, yeah. you know you come off stage fridge full of beer but uh, no not quite the same anymore i'm afraid do you have a different um i, I presume you, you know you would have had like a maybe a, a a bottle of rolling, you know, like a, a box of rolling rocks, you know, lager before you went on stage. You can tell how long it was. I did any serious drinking. But like, is it different now what you might have backstage before you go on and you play? Uh, no, it's pretty much still the like a regular um, brand of beers and things like that. My go-to is kind of a gin and tonic on stage just because it's, nice. I can't imagine, like my worst fear is getting hiccups like on stage. Oh my God, can you imagine that? Yeah, I, I don't know if, because they say like to get rid of them, yeah. You know, to scare somebody, don't they? But like, so I yeah. wonder if the adrenaline kind of, you know, uh, makes that happen. So uh, someone texted the show the other day. Apparently, I was saying about um, hiccups. That apparently, you've got to get someone to put their fingers in your ears, right? Yeah. And then you've got you've got to then drink a, the water. I think so. It's like the combination. Okay. It's, it's like you have to get other people involved. Like Dulling your senses, I think. Something like, like that. that. Yeah. yeah. Get them to give you a bit of a it's scare. Interesting. But yeah, it's the standard stuff backstage, really. But yeah, gin and tonics on stage and beers afterwards. Uh, and obviously, being a musician and a singer, you, you can only rely on yourself. Uh, this has happened to me a few times in my career, but more. So, it seems to be more so recently because there's more of it about at the moment. But like losing your voice and all that kind of stuff. Like, how do you protect against that? I've seen you know behind the scenes stuff with Liam Gallagher blowing into this weird like it looked like a reverse bomb, <laughs> uh, and he was bubbling away in this thing. But apparently, it's good for your throat. Have you ever used anything like that? Uh, sometimes you get like make little teas with like honey and ginger and things like that. Um, but yeah, that's that's one of the concerns about being you know being on the road is keeping your voice. And I've actually had at times where I can't actually speak but yep. luckily i managed to be able to sing so uh, i don't know if that's because it's coming out of my nose instead of my throat so i don't <laughs> going all nasal the reason yeah <laughs> well listen jake it's brilliant to have you on the show let's let's start by talking about the amazing news you are the the final piece in the teenage cancer trust at the royal albert hall puzzle 23rd of march you're going to be playing the thursday night in this amazing week of live music and comedy uh, how do you feel it's brilliant to have you part of it yeah absolutely uh, you know first of all i think it's it's amazing what teenage cancer trust do i think you know for many years uh, they've done incredible things and it's you know it's a very important cause so to be able to help out in any way I can and be part of that you know is an absolute um, it's a privilege and obviously to be going back to the Albert Hall and playing it back there again it's uh, yeah I can't wait to be honest it's been a few years so I'm really excited about that especially with a load of new more material now as well oh that's fantastic so, so tell us about that what what will you, if people buy their tickets come along and see what 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 can you promise them um, so um, I'm gonna be playing a, a mix of like old and new songs like um, I usually do but I had my um, 10 year anniversary show for the first album last year in, it's in, mad that isn't yeah, it it's I can believe yeah. it and that was uh, in October at the Nottingham Motor Point Arena so uh, uh, maybe I'm going to try and like do something similar with that set not play the first album in its entirety of course but maybe with the dynamic changes and keep uh, in the similar vein I think and do you have a, do you have a set 
set list that you do or you like I remember one of my favourite bands are a band called Fugazi and they'll just kind of like look at each other and go let's play this let's yeah. play that would you ever do you have a kind of freestyle or are you pretty much like we're going to do this no sometimes we do we're very lucky um, to play in a variety of different uh, venues and lots of different festivals as well so sometimes yeah. we'll play blues festivals folk festivals and sometimes rock festivals so we change it's really versatile your music isn't it well I, I like to it's more the songs so like yeah. it, well, I, I like to choose the genre based on what I think is best for the song and um, but we're very lucky in that regard and sometimes we play beautiful concert halls in like Barcelona and we'll change the set accordingly so uh, yeah it depends on the venue and, and the setting and you know the Royal Albert Hall uh, I've hosted the, the Teenage Cancer Trust gigs before so there's something about that ve- that venue what is it that makes it so special well I think um, obviously it's a historically um, an amazing venue of course but I think it's uh, it's the sound as well and I was speaking to a few people that are you know in um in bands and they've said when they've played it sometimes it's not been so great for them maybe because they've played too loud sometimes okay yeah and uh, so i think that's one of the most interesting things about it you kind of got to let the room do the work for you a little bit so uh, like i say go and get tickets for that now it's going to be fantastic uh let's talk about happy valley uh, obviously your song trouble town is synonymous with the show now the hit tv show uh, do you have to think long and hard um before you allow a tv show to use one of your songs yeah, you 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 want it to you know you want you want it to be a thing that reflects um, well on the music and it has to kind of yeah. have some connection and uh, but people tell me that it works and it's hard I think as as the writer because you're always thinking like it always seems detached no matter how well it works but uh, I've heard the show's great I've not seen it unfortunately have you not seen I've it I've not seen it but I've heard it's brilliant and and I should to be honest now now if the song's on I'll <laughs> go on then I'll watch it it's good though to have uh, you know I guess your music opened up to an entire audience that maybe might not have given you a try before no absolutely and um, I'm, you know I've had a couple of people come up to me and saying like, that's how they found my music as well so, wow okay so it's great you know for, for your music to be as you say introduced to a whole different um, group of people and so musically how, how was lockdown for you I know you, you know, I, I know that you're like a prolific writer of songs but um We've interviewed a few bands over the past, um, you know, six months, year or so since we've had this kind of cataclysm. Some people dealt with it quite well. Some people didn't deal with it particularly well at all. How was it for you? For me, um, I I was very fortunate, actually. Um, Just... I'd say like the first month into the lockdown, I got offered to to score the music for the movie of um, Ron Odino, um, the Brazilian football wow, player. Okay. And uh, so that kept me very busy. I had to learn uh, different guitar <laughs> techniques, different chords, and it was like learning the guitar all over again. And obviously the subject met being uh, the man himself, Ron Odino, it, like, it never felt like a day's work, really. Did you do a dead slow on us, his uh, weird free kick looked over David Cena's well, head? it was a bit embarrassing, really, because uh, I think it kind of shows, uh, highlights a bit of our ignorance to other music in different parts of the world. I remember, I think I came up with a couple of ideas and sent them off, and they were like, yeah, it sounds great, but that's Cuban. I was like, oh, <laughs> oh okay. right, yeah, I better go get my head in some books and do a bit of research. And, uh, and obviously, that was the great thing about it, being introduced to all this great Brazilian music. Boston over in Samba, it was it was great. So, like like you say, just going back to you being a prolific writer of songs, so have you got, like, where are... It's a weird question, but where are all your songs? Have you got them in, like, a book somewhere? Do you record them on your phone? Like, you've got stuff that probably has never seen the light of day, but... Yeah, absolutely. So it's kind of all archived on my laptops really I, I form most ideas at home and then when I go work with either other people and producers and stuff then I'll take those ideas in but yes there's, there's definitely some stuff on there that no one should ever have to hear <laughs> so but I, I think that's the most case for, for most artists I like to think I, I mean like you know I, you need like they, they got that Beatles song and kind of redid it the one that, like there's stuff that as, as an artist you don't that's not ready you don't want people to hear that right so imagine like a hundred years from now and you've sadly pa- I, I'm yeah. long gone uh, you, we've sadly all passed on but then they take they find your um, 
they find your hard drive. That sounds weird, but do you know what I mean? Yeah. They get hold of your stuff. Uh, and then uh, and then they've taken a song that you never wanted to hear the light of day. Like, how, I don't think that's right, is it? Do you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's a tough one, isn't it? Because obviously, you know, it, you, you don't... I think with, like, some artists, you, you know, some think you th- they can't put a foot wrong. Yeah, it yeah, sounds yeah. perfect, and then you will hear that track, and you're like, I guess all they right. are human after all, and it, I kind of, I suppose it can break that perception, but at the same time, I suppose the other argument is if that song does get released and it changes one person's life in any way, then then I think it's a good thing as well. Fantastic. And you talk very openly about how, as you've got older, I mean, you've been in the music industry for a long time now, but as you've got older, a bit of anxiety maybe has crept in ahead of performances, and that's just the passage of time. I think it, helps, it happens mm. to all of us, and it will helped a lot of people to read that someone as successful as you you know no one's immune to those kind of those thoughts how have you dealt with that because sometimes we we talked about this a lot on absolute radio but people aren't very good men aren't particularly good at talking about anxiety or mental health are they no it's true it's uh and it's a shame because you know i think it really does help to open up and talk about those things and to have a discussion about it um for me personally um you know it's one of those things that you have to remind yourself, you know, you're doing the thing that you love more than anything, and that being music and going on stage, and and uh, and yeah, you're always going to sometimes have those doubts that creep in your mind. But um, for me, I, I feel like you you kind of push through it, you get through it, and I think you know what helps is to talk about it more importantly. No, absolutely, uh, and uh, let's just go talking about the uh, teenage cancer trust as you alluded to a little bit earlier on. Now, am I right in saying that growing up, or I don't know, is your dad still a nurse or he was a nurse? Uh, he works in a hospital. Yeah. Okay, so you kind of know the the, the strains of the NHS is under and, and and the teenage cancer trust as you right, rightly mentioned earlier on has got such a vital role in making hospital wards right for young people because you know these the, the young people who are obviously suffering with this awful cancer yeah. are either in like a child's ward with like mickey mouse painted on the wall or like with a bunch of old people yes. in like a, an adult ward so it, you if you go around one of their wards it's an amazing thing but you mentioned something to me earlier on before we started and you make a really good point it's it's a shame that we have to have fundraising and charities like this to make this stuff happen do you know what I mean yeah it's um you know it's it's you know it's one of the t- terrible things in the world and you know nobody you wouldn't wish it on anybody and i think um it's great that as a society we can pull together and and really help those people that need it most and um so yeah i think it's absolutely amazing what they're doing and um, as i say just any way to help um, i'm more than happy to do so Brilliant. And, you know, like I say, come down to the gig, buy your tickets. And also they do a load of great fundraising on the night at the Royal Albert Hall, which is yeah. which is great. And also th- this is one thing that a lot of people don't realise is that uh, you guys, the, the acts that perform, you do a lot of work with the young people that are backstage and everything as well. They come up out onto the stage, which means yeah. a hell of a lot to them, doesn't it? No, absolutely. And I think, um, you know, that's that's one of the important things, you know. I think it's important to, to try and give back and, you know, and, and also like, you know, make people feel involved and see how it is you know but you know in the backstages and like yeah. give them a real insight into into what it's really like and uh, drinking rolling rock side uh, lager all that kind of stuff yeah exactly. that's probably not the best reflection <laughs> of it to be fair <laughs> so can you believe then i mean obviously you're just saying about your debut album 10 years now uh, did you ever think that you'd be in the music industry for this amount of time 10 years about on now do you know what i mean um yeah i mean i always imagine that you know i'd I'd be doing it if I was playing to two people every night, to be honest. And I think, um, no, I, to be honest, I can't still believe I'm, you know, still here and, and still gigging away because that's that's the hardest thing, you know. Making it is one thing, but then to maintain it is another. Yeah. And uh, and that seems to be the path that I'm on. And uh, and you just got to keep going and then hope that those songs that you keep writing will will connect with people. And you started so young, so like, would you ever, if you could go back and uh, and give 16 year old Jake any advice, what would you what would you say to him? Uh, I'd probably say, you know, 
probably could have made that third arm a bit, a bit better, to be honest. But <laughs> <laughs> brutal assessment, brutal no, honesty. I, I think you, ha- you have to have the ups and downs to, to really experience what it's like. I think, yeah. you know, if you look at like most of my favourite artists, that, you know, it was never a full upward trajectory all the time. Uh, there was ups and downs, and, and that's the way it is, and that's the experiences of what make you an artist and help you grow. Um, but also, I don't know if I would say anything, because it might, it might jeopardise the whole thing if yeah. you go back and, uh, and, and change the course of time. Love that, like Back to the Future, know what you mean. Yeah. Uh, and and in, in your type of time in the music industry, are there any like um, uh, other bands or artists been like a bit of a mentor for you in terms of giving you advice or taking you under their wing? Um, yeah, I've been very lucky. Uh, um, you know, I've had the pleasure of working with Mike D from the Beastie Boys, who's a, wow. who's a good friend. And, uh, you know, when obviously, you know, they, they, they've done it all really, yeah. haven't they? And so whenever, you know, I'm not sure about something or times get tough, it's great to, to have those people that you can call and, and they give you their advice and share their experience of what it was like for them as well, and um, imagine not, texting Mike D. That must be was he in your phone as Mike D? Yeah, he's a he's a lovely guy as well. You know, yeah. he's he's very supportive of, you know, of 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 new artists and new music coming through, and I, and I think you know in this industry that is uh, is absolute priceless I think uh, them playing uh, Sabotage on the MTV Awards when the, the stage <laughs> re- revolved is still one of the finest musical moments oh, I think yeah, I've ever seen in my man. entire life uh, now I, I interviewed you on the phone ages and ages and ages ago Jake and we, we got talking about football obviously you're, you're a very proud Notts County fan mm-hmm. uh, a, a club that's had its ups and downs fair to say yes absolutely yeah uh, I mean, I'm an Everton fan. I think Everton were in a lot better position when we first talked about four or five years ago than we are at the moment. So we're, we're about to enter, or we're probably already into quite a, a long period of decline, I think. Any advice? Like, cause it, it, it must get better, right? There's light at the end of the tunnel. Is there? Um, <laughs> Please, Jake, for Christ's sake. I, I'd like to think so, mate. Uh, but as I say, I, I'd kill to be bottom of the Premier League. To, like, you know, <laughs> That's a good point. But um, at the same time, I'd like to say there is light at the end of the tunnel, but I've seen us uh, go down from League One to League oh. Two to the National League, which we're in. And uh, and I saw us lose the playoff final um, at Wembley as well. Brutal. And, so you've been there through it. But we're playing, I'd say now we're playing the best football we've ever played. It's like even the games we lose, we're very exciting to watch. And I just was on, I just let a look online. You're like beating everyone 4 1, 4 0. Yeah, I think it was a 24 25 unbeaten run, uh, which ended the other day. But it's just exciting to watch. I think, you know, I think it's a. Um, you know, it's a good advertisement for, for, for English football as well. I think yeah. look at Wrexham playing against Sheffield United. They, yeah, yeah. Sheffield were kicking up the field and Wrexham were keeping it on the floor and playing football. And I think, you know, it's, uh, it's actually an interesting league. Yeah, I think there's like maybe the the snobbery of it just being the Premier League has been broken quite a bit in the past few years. I mean, and also it's quite. I mean, I'm not just saying this because we're on our way out of it, but like, so it is quite boring. It can be quite boring the Premier League. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it can be. I think uh, a little bit like, I feel for me it's the entitlement of the fans a little bit, especially like when the way that they complain when they're dropping down to eighth. And as I say, I'd kill to be bottom of the Premier League. So it's like. Uh, it's like my, my, my co-host obviously he's off this week Richie he's an Arsenal fan and he, he yeah. put on uh, and it, uh, I'm just going to just say this <laughs> he put on Instagram stories the other night after they beat us 4-0 it's going to be a roller coaster final bit of the season he doesn't know what a roller coaster is <laughs> actually I was going to say Everton's the roller coaster but I think a roller coaster by necessity has to go up at some point and we can't even That's do that true. I, so. suppose, I suppose Arsenal had more of a lull didn't they than, than a downward period but uh, they don't know they're born do they well, exactly. Jake, I mean? you know I think the all levels of English football are really exciting we saw Sheffield United beat Tottenham last night as well and I I think, uh, yeah, there's so much great football in, in all of those leagues. So do you play, um, I think I might have talked to you about Football Manager before, do you, do you play vid- football video games or are you a FIFA guy, Pro Evo, yeah. or what are you? Uh, I, I've played them all, to be honest, uh, more FIFA this year, I was more uh, Pro Evo before, um, but that's all changed now, so uh, yeah, back on the FIFA now, and uh, yeah, I, get, I, I must get enraged about two or three <laughs> times a day. 
Throw the controller. (laughs) Uh, So one thing we're trying to do at Absolute Radio at the moment is try and get to the bottom of quite a big existential question. And the question is this. What's the greatest guitar anthem of all time? Oof. Now, I'll give you a second, because it is, it's, with great power comes great responsibility. I've already thrown my hat in the ring, I think, um, One Love by the... Uh, sorry, Love Spreads by the Stone Roses, although One Love's pretty damn good as well. Yeah. Uh, is there anything, you know, because I know you, you like different types of music. It's quite yeah. a wide variety of stuff. What would you go for? Guitar anthem. I think, I'd say it's probably the one that everyone goes to, where it's always the longest, um, Freebird, Leonard Skinner. Beautiful. One, I'd say... Uh, for me as a kid it was Voodoo Child Jimi Hendrix I just think the intro is just Amazing. incredible and uh, probably um, she's really got, you really got me by the kinks as well I think uh, it's up there as well so if you, you go into a guitar shop Jake and you're just going to have a look at a guitar <laughs> that you might get what are you playing? Um, Snowway to Heaven? no nah, yeah all the ones that you don't play yeah, the, no, uh, I don't know really I, I feel a bit embarrassed kind of sitting in a guitar shop especially it's like when it's what you do for a living it's like it's a weird you don't want to go in there and start pulling out all the moves <laughs> do you know what I mean it's <laughs> Just a bit cringe for me, but um, yeah, not for me. Final question, Jake. Uh, we've been doing an experiment this week on the Hometime Show uh, where I- I've bought a chocolate fountain machine off Facebook Marketplace for 12 quid. Okay, nice. Uh, and I've, I've always thought chocolate fountain machines are great, but surely they can do more than chocolate. So uh, on the show the other night, we tried to get um, chip shop curry sauce through it. That's a good shout. But it like chugged it. up, it just it, uh. it blocked up, so it was a bit of a disaster. So if we were to go back at it at some point, uh, budget, you know, budgets um, permitting. Is there any other substance that you think we should pass through? You'd like to see pass through a chocolate fire machine? We just get some, just get some glasses and a put a bit of beer in it, couldn't you? But yeah, like stout or something yeah, like that. I mean, I, I know it's po- kind of defeats the the point of like eating something off the fountain, but who don't Ooh. like a beer? Not out of a fountain, it's gonna as long as it don't go flat. What about Guinness fountain? Guinness fountain. It's a bit thick, though. Will it? Will it? Well, I suppose chocolate is. A, yeah, go for Guinness. Guinness fountain. Guinness fountain would have been great. And I, I feel bad for you, Jake, that we missed out. Of, you could, this could have been brilliant for your birthday oh, party. No, I've, couldn't got, it? I've got my own at home anyway, so don't worry about me. All the mod cons of being a rock star. <laughs> uh, so look, Teenage Cancer Trust, Royal Albert Hall, March the twenty third, Thursday night. Get your tickets right now, Jake Bug. Thank you so much. Absolute pleasure. Thank you.